The Rose Bowl semifinal college football playoff game between Michigan and Alabama is less than three weeks away. Had some time to think about it. I think it's time we started breaking it down a little bit. Who's going to win that game? And speaking of Michigan, is Juwan Howard going to get fired as the basketball coach? We'll look into that. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate our visits. Of course, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, we'll have our first earnest Rose Bowl preview between Michigan and Alabama. Can Michigan beat Bama? I think they can. Also, Juwan Howard may be on a very hot seat in a tough situation at Michigan. Plus, we'll have our first of the season Big Ten men's basketball power rankings. All that right here, so hang around for that. And in the meantime, be sure to subscribe down below and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Well, like I said, we've had a week and a half to digest the fact that the Michigan Wolverines will face Alabama in the Rose Bowl in the first semifinal of the college football playoff on January 1st. And good thing we've had a little time to breathe on this because over just the past few days, I've gone from thinking, ooh, Michigan may have a tough time with Alabama and Alabama may actually win this game to I'm starting to massage my thought process to the other side of the ledger thinking that Michigan might actually win this game. How about you? Love to hear from you on that. And chances are, if you're watching Lockdown Big Ten, you're probably a Michigan fan or think Michigan will win. I get it. That's no, I get it. No problem there. Uh, either way, I think this is shaping up to be an awesome game, and I can't wait. Now, we've got less than three weeks before the big game, but it's time we look at it a little closer. So, um. We're going to keep this simple today. We can get uh, buried in the X's and O's and all that kind of stuff. we got plenty of time for that. But I think we'll keep it simple because I actually I do think it is a simple strategy. There are simple keys to this game that will point to a Michigan victory. I'll get to those in a moment. But it seems like Nick Saban and Alabama are in this position every single year. In reality, they almost are. Michigan is a relative newcomer to this level of football, although they're starting to get comfortable with it. It's becoming old hat just three years in a row for Jim Harbaugh and Michigan at this point. Um, but they don't have anything to show for it yet. And I think that bugs some people. I think that bugs Michigan a little bit. They lost to eventual champion Georgia two years ago and then got beat by TCU last year in the playoff game in a game in which JJ McCarthy threw two pick sixes in that game. So let's go back to the selection show where it was announced to the whole world who was playing in the college football playoff. Okay. Um, first team up there was Michigan, Michigan, the number one seed. 
This certainly was expected because Georgia, which was the top-ranked team in the country, lost the day before. They would fall. Michigan was the next team there. Nobody's surprised to see Michigan moved into the number one spot. But what I think happened next, I think, surprised a lot of people because I think they were expecting an announcement that number one, Michigan, would then play uh, an injury-plagued but undefeated ACC champion in Florida State. Easy breezy, right? Knock them off, go to the championship game, everything right there. But when the announcement came that it was going to be Alabama, Crimson Tide out of the SEC, and that they got the four seed and knocked Florida State out, and that they would be the ones facing Michigan, I think those in the room in Ann Arbor that were watching, if you saw the reaction, room got kind of quiet for a minute. Everybody stiffened for just a second. It was like, oh, oh. This has the potential to be a problem. This has the potential to be a roadblock on the way to our path, that our, our, our destiny to go play in the national championship game. But you know what? Since last spring, Michigan's been breaking huddles with the chant of, hey, beat Georgia. The mantra of the team has been beat Georgia. Um, it wasn't beat Ohio State. It wasn't, hey, Big Ten or, or any go blue or anything. Beat Georgia was... The message, because Georgia was the bar that Michigan could not clear a couple of years ago. And Georgia, up until the day before the selection show, had been undefeated for the last 29 games, almost three seasons. And so they were the high bar that you had to clear to get to the national championship and win a championship. Um, plus, I think a lot of people felt maybe Georgia was a, skosh, a step down and Michigan was a step better. This was going to be Michigan's year. Going to beat Georgia and win the national championship. That's what they thought. Not going to work out that way. Alabama beat Michigan to the punch by beating Georgia first, knocking them out. And so now let's talk about Michigan versus Alabama for this college football playoff game that we're all very excited about. And um, look, Michigan has been just steady good all season long. Almost all their games follow the same format really they put together long scoring drives they play great defense and they just wear you down this might be the most consistent and predictably good team i can ever recall seeing play football alabama on the other hand they're taking a different path to greatness here um they might be the most improved team in the country they didn't look that great early on but they do now they look good now Jalen Moore, their quarterback, did not look good early on, but he's good now. In fact, remember, if you want to go back in time a little bit, Nick Saban said after the spring game that he needed to find a quarterback as soon as possible. Rumors were swirling around, and we talked about this quite a bit here on Lockdown Big Ten, that Maryland's uh, Talia Tonga-Baola, uh, he claimed that somebody offered him a million and a half dollars to transfer. We think it was Alabama. Because they came out of that spring game and they just they just they thought they had a good team but no quarterback, and they just had they had three quarterbacks. None of them were ready. But to Jalen Milrow and Nick Saban's credit, Alabama's offense went through some growing pains, and they grew fast. Now Milrow is a threat that should keep Jim Harbaugh and defensive coordinator Jesse Minter up at night. Got to contain him in this particular game. Now, here's the simple part I was telling you about earlier. When you look at Michigan, and look, I think Blake Corum and the running game, I think Michigan can run 
on Alabama a little bit here. I think that's going to be the key to this game for Michigan's offense. But I said Michigan fans should be a little bit worried about the fact that Zach Zinter is out for this game. Look, Michigan has the best offensive line in the country. He's He was the best player on that offensive line. He broke his leg. He's out. He won't be playing. And I think that is going to be a huge, huge factor for this Michigan Wolverine team uh, in this game. They are going to miss him. Now, the good news is, if there is good news in this situation, they'll have had a month to kind of figure out how to replace center there on the offensive line and try and gel just a little bit. But again, Michigan is just steady and even. And because of that, Alabama, they probably need Michigan to make a few mistakes. And um, that will help them, you know, to give them the edge and flip a very close game the other way. But here's the thing. Michigan doesn't make mistakes. And, you know, they had a two-game stretch in the middle of the season where they had one penalty total. Two games, one penalty. They don't beat themselves. They don't make mistakes. They don't have penalties. They don't turn the ball over. There's not going to be any extra possessions for Alabama as they go against that Michigan defense. Michigan's not going to give them the ball back. Michigan's not going to go three and out and punt the ball back to Alabama. So it's going to really be a head-to-head battle, and um, neither side can afford to make any any mistakes here, and Michigan just doesn't do that. So, again, if Michigan takes care of the ball, they don't commit the penalties, they just take Blake Corum and just do those time-consuming, long-running drives. I think Michigan can win and advance to the national championship. Of course, take on the winner of Texas versus Washington, and we could speculate about that later on. But that's how I see this game coming out right now. I didn't know if I necessarily felt that way. I still think Jalen Milrow can be a problem for Michigan and their defense. They got to contain him because when that guy starts to improvise, everything's out the window. You got to contain him because I, I think he can get some big time play. But there's no need to overcomplicate this right now with X's and O's. Again, we got like three more weeks to do that. And we'll do it here. I'll lock down Big Ten. But those are my initial thoughts. I would like to hear what you have to think about it. Again, probably a lot of Michigan fans checking this out here today. And uh, Big Ten fans in general, would love to hear from you. Of course, you can hit me up on Twitter or X at TalkBig10Number10, the website TalkBig10Number10.com, and on YouTube as well. Got some more transfer portal news, particularly as it relates to Rutgers, Michigan State. Um, also, is Juwan Howard, the Michigan basketball coach, about to be fired here just as the season is getting going? We have some thoughts on that. It's all coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, you can score early for the rest of this NFL season here with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about it, Again, your friends are talking about. I know a lot of people in my universe are always doing it. Um, jump on FanDuel. It's no better time to do it. Get in on the action. The app is real easy to use. And you can do anything from straight up picking winners and losers. It's called Moneyline. Uh, point spreads, player props, over-unders. A lot of great things to choose from that make it really fun and interesting and different every time. I told you earlier, and I'm sticking by it, look to Thursday night's game. It's the Chargers and the Raiders. I checked again. The line is still Raiders minus three. They're still favored by three. 
and I still like the under in that game. Uh, Ethan Stick is your quarterback in for Justin Herbert because he's out for the year now. Aiden O'Connell, the backup for the Raiders, not exactly lighting it up. The over-under set at 33. I take the under on that. Low-scoring game on a Thursday night. That's what I would do if I were you at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the rest of the NFL season and enjoy it. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single day, especially you everydayers out there. You help us out so much. Meanwhile, uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe down below. Just click it. Forget it. You're good to go. You're in. You're in the Big Ten Club. And uh, subscribe on YouTube. Share, follow, and like Locked On Big Ten no matter how you get this podcast. And just remember, Locked On Big Ten, your team every day, or your teams every day as we cover the whole conference. All right, let's get into this a little bit here, and I'm gonna uh, we'll get to the Juwan Howard thing in just a second. So hang with us. But Rutgers running back Kyle Manungai, interesting decision here. Look, um, he was the Big Ten's leading rusher this pla- this past season. A lot of people think it might have been Blake Corm or no, it was it was Rutgers uh, Kyle Manungai, and he says he's going to return for his fifth season in 2024. That's a mistake. I tell you right now, that's a mistake. I wouldn't do it. I'll tell you why in a second. He did average over five yards a carry. That's excellent. He scored seven touchdowns. He ran for 1,099 yards this year to lead the conference. Blake Corum, by comparison at Michigan, rushed for 1,028. So they're both over 1,000 yards. Wisconsin's Braylon Allen was next at 984, just by comparison, okay? Munungai started all 12 games for Rutgers this year. Here in second team, all Big Ten honors for both media and the coaches' polls. Great season. And maybe there is something special going on at Rutgers with Greg Schiano. I mean, they're, they're, bowl, they're going to a bowl this year. Um, they can have a winning season if they win the pinstripe bowl. So there's some, there are some good things going on there. Uh, in addition to Manungai returning, also um, returning to their 19th ranked defense, which was pretty good this year, defensive linemen's Aaron Lewis and Wesley Bailey, and linebackers Tyreen Powell and Muhammad Tour. So these guys are coming back. Maybe these guys like playing college football together, and I get it. Um, but having said all that, in my opinion, if I was a Manung guy, I would not return. I would immediately declare myself for the NFL draft and go play in the NFL. Look, running backs, as you know, are not getting lucrative second contracts anymore. And the third contract is unheard of. And the closer a running back gets to the age 30, really it's 29, nobody wants to do anything with you. Nobody wants to give you any big money anymore. So the older you are and the closer you get to the age 30, the lower your chances are of getting paid. So why waste a year playing an extra year of college? I don't know what the nil situation is at Rutgers for running back. I can't imagine it's that overwhelming. Go to the NFL and start the clock, okay? Get that extra year in under your belt because um, you play an extra year of college, you get a year older, you put more miles on your body, you put yourself at risk for injury, Get into the league in the NFL as young as you can. The more years you have, the better. Because all the rookies, look, if you're a first rounder, they're going to get you on a five-year deal. If you're a second rounder or below, it's going to be a four-year deal. So you want to get through that first rookie contract at as young of an age as possible because the clock is running. Get out of Rutgers. Change your mind, Manunga. Go to the NFL. 
what I recommend for all running backs across the board. Look, even Blake Corum came back to Michigan again. He felt he had unfinished business in a special year. I guess, you know, the chance to win a championship and all that appealed to him. And the players at Michigan seemed to really like playing for Jim Harbaugh and the whole college experience. If that's the decision here, fine. It's his life. It's his decision for both of these guys. But I would always, if it were me, I would always go to the NFL as soon as you are eligible to go and as young as you can go. Meanwhile, uh, some other news going on. Michigan State quarterback Sam Levitt. He was one of three scholarship quarterbacks to hit the transfer portal after the hiring of Jonathan Smith as the new head coach at Michigan State. He has now found a home. Levitt said he will go to Arizona State. He only played four games this season. Then he sat down. He didn't want – you're allowed four, and you can still keep your, your red shirt intact. He still has four years of eligibility left, and that's exactly what he did. He played four games, and then he sat down. They were playing quarterback roulette anyway at Michigan State, trying to figure out things this year. Um, we do have some good news for Michigan State. Offensive tackles Ethan Boyd and Brandon Baldwin, two giants. They have removed their names for the transfer portal after Jonathan Smith was hired and Mel Tucker was fired and all that. They were hitting the portal, but they've decided that they want to come back and play with Jonathan Smith and the Spartans. Boyd, by the way, 6'7", 320 pounds. Baldwin, 6'7", 315 pounds. Just mountains of men here. Uh, on the offensive line. All right, let's get to this other story. Uh, Michigan basketball coach Juwan Howard. Is he getting fired? I get, we, we started talking about this the other day, and there's a lot going on out there, and we, and we mentioned on our Lockdown Big Ten podcast, but Michigan is reportedly investigating a confrontation between Howard and longtime strength and conditioning coach John Sanderson. Okay. The incident reportedly occurred before the team left for Iowa for the game this past weekend. A game, by the way, which Michigan won. I watched some of that game. Um, there are mixed reports as to whether punches were thrown or whether this was just a verbal confrontation. Sanderson did not travel with the team. He's still part of the team. One report said it was Sanderson's choice. He says, I'm not going on this road trip. Things are too hot right now. It's not the university. It was, it was Sanderson that decided that he was not going to go. Now, Following protocol, uh, the incident is now going through a university review process, and the process is outside of the athletic department. Now, Juwan Howard has had a limited role with this year's team. In case you didn't know, he had open-heart surgery in September. Phil Martelli has been handling the bulk of the coaching duties as Howard kind of eases back into the flow of things. As far as the investigation goes, Howard may not have a lot of leeway here. If anything happened, it could be trouble. Two seasons ago, you remember Howard struck a Wisconsin assistant in the post-game handshake line. They got an argument and got a little pushy. That incident caused Howard a five-game suspension at a $40,000 fine. Also add that Howard had two NBA lottery picks on his team last year. And they couldn't get to the NCAA tournament. So I don't know. Some people are kind of like maybe looking for a reason to start moving on. Maybe. Anyway, we'll let you know what becomes of this. Uh, there's only one men's college basketball game on the slate here tonight, Wednesday night. If you're catching this podcast released on Wednesday morning tonight, uh, three and nine Chicago state. It's at seven and one Northwestern. And the ladies are in action tonight. We got Grambling at nine and one Minnesota. By the way, that's a noon game. Again, depending on what time you catch us, it's a noon. 
six and six Rutgers is at Princeton's three and six Northwestern is at DePaul and five and four Wisconsin is at St. Thomas, Minnesota. Did you know that locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube. It's called locked on sports today. And it's here for you. 24 seven covering the top sports stories of the day and the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So you can go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe there too. The first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This show will be on there from time to time. And uh, they're just it's this continuous loop of, of shows from Locked On and podcasts. So check that out. So subscribe to us here, Locked On Big Ten, and then go over there, uh, Locked On Sports today, and subscribe there as well. All right, as you know, during the season, middle of the week, we always like to rank things our power rankings here on Lockdown Big Ten. And we are going to do our first men's Big Ten college basketball power ranking as we see it here at the beginning of the season. So all that is coming up. See where your team ranks. It'll be in one minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. And I want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. You know, these days... Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. It's like putting a team together. You got to put the right people together in the office. If one person doesn't get, doesn't fit with the other ones, the whole office could be out of whack. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you post your job. I got the purple hashtag hiring frame and that, that lets everybody know that you're hiring. They have simple tools like screening questions to make it uh, easy to focus on candidates with the right skills that you're looking for and the right experience so that you could quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And that's why businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus all the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's do this. We, we're going to rank them. Now, I'm going to set a few ground rules here for you because I don't want anybody getting upset at me. This is always controversy when we put these polls together, right? Um, first of all, when we do this, it's like we're just setting the canvas for the rest of the year, okay? Some teams have played a lot of ranked teams. Other teams have not. So it's kind of hard to tell. And some have gone head-to-head -head with each other, and some have not. So we're going to try and massage our way through that list. And, uh, you know, as we'll add some detail as the season goes on. But this is a starting point. And some teams have gotten off to a horrible start. Michigan State and Iowa are going to be further down on the list, even though I know, like, Michigan State's got to be a better team. I get, they've got to. We'll see. Let's put it on the board here and let us discuss. For those on audio only, we'll uh, try and describe these and give you all the details that we can. All right. So here we go. Probably our first controversy of the day. Uh, we're going to have Northwestern at number one. You say why? Well, they did beat number one ranked Purdue. So we'll put them on there at number one. And uh, Boo Bowie is one of the most exciting players in the Big Ten. And um, since they beat Purdue, I'm going to put them up there. I don't know if they're going to stay up there. They look like they're going to be a pretty good basketball team. I do have Purdue at number two. Boilermakers, Zach Eady, Braden Smith, 
Uh, that's a nice combination, by the way. They did beat number 10, Gonzaga. They beat number 12, Tennessee. They beat number seven, Marquette. They've got number one, Arizona, on Saturday. You know, I'm almost talking myself with all these top-ranked teams. They beat. They probably should be number one. But again, then people will go, hey, Northwestern beat them. How come they're not higher than them? So for now, that's where we'll do. We'll have it that way, okay? So Purdue, too. And again, I tell you, I promise you, if they beat number one, Arizona, on Saturday, I'll put them right back to the top of next week's poll. Wisconsin. I got them at number three. They lost to number 12, Tennessee. They beat number 22, Virginia. They lost to number seven, Marquette. They beat Michigan State. Then they lost to overtime to, uh, or I'm sorry, not overtime, but they did lose to Arizona rather handily last weekend. But nonetheless, playing some people, Wisconsin, going to massage them in here into the number three spot. Right there with them, Illinois at number four. They lost to Marquette. Marquette's like playing the entire Big Ten, if you notice. Uh, they beat uh, number 15, Florida International. They lost to number 12, Tennessee. Tennessee's another one. Tennessee and Marquette playing a lot of Big Ten teams here in the early season. At number five, again, Indiana. Here's the deal. Um, I, Indiana may be a little high here at number five. They, um, they got crushed by number five, UConn, by like 20 points. Uh, they beat Maryland. They beat Michigan in Big Ten play. So they're 2-0 in Big Ten. They lost to Auburn rather handily. That was not a good game against Auburn. So you know what? I'm talking to myself. Indiana probably a little inflated at number five, but they did beat Maryland, and I got Maryland at number six right there. Maryland, uh, they they beat Penn State in Big Ten play. They lost to Indiana. Minnesota got them at number seven, the Golden Gophers. They lost to Ohio State, but they did beat Nebraska. So I got them slightly ahead of Nebraska, as you can see there at number eight. And Nebraska so far this year has lost to number eight, Creighton. They lost to Minnesota, but they did beat Michigan State 77-70. I think it was just last weekend. And I have them ahead of Michigan State. Michigan State, they lost, um, they've lost to Duke. They've lost to James Madison. They've lost to uh, Arizona. They lost to Wisconsin. Lost to Nebraska. They've lost to a lot of people. I, I don't even know why I have Michigan State this high. They started the season ranked fourth in the country. What is wrong with the Spartans? They got to get it together, man. This is out of respect for Tom Izzo that I've got them in the top 10 at all. And this, they may fall. They might fall more. I got Michigan at number 10. They beat Iowa this past weekend. They lost to Indiana. And again, we'll keep you posted on the Juwan Howard stuff. All right, here's, here's the best of the rest, if you will. Got Rutgers in at number 11. They lost to number 16, Illinois. Penn State at number 12. Uh, Penn State lost to Maryland. They did beat Ohio State by three recently. So I got them just ahead of Ohio State here at number 13. Ohio State, of course, beat Minnesota. They lost to Penn State by three, as I just mentioned. I got Iowa. This is another team. Iowa's like Michigan State. I get Well, no, I, Iowa's better than this. I don't know what the deal is. They lost to Creighton. They lost to a ranked Oklahoma team. They lost to Purdue. They lost to Michigan. A whole bunch of loot. You know, I was just talking about Iowa men's basketball last week, I think it was. And they, I, they were like the highest scoring offense in the Big Ten in the early going. It was going like 89 points a game. They look like they're going to be a force. I don't know what happened to them. The bad start. So Iowa and Michigan State, bad starts so far this year. Therefore, I do not have them ranked very 
very highly. We'll see how this shakes out in the next couple of weeks. So basketball season is here. we got the bowls coming up a little closer to starting the bowl portion of the schedule with the, all the Big Ten teams in there and, of course, the Big Ten basketball season. Anyway, you want to comment on that? You want to argue about it? You want to agree with it? Love to hear from you. Hit me up, of course, at uh, Twitter or X at TalkBig10Ten. Number 10. And also uh, on the website, talkbig10.com, talkbig10.number10, uh, 10, and uh, comments on YouTube as well. And no matter what you do, be sure to subscribe and help us out. And you can follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And again, another reminder about the Lockdown Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube as well. After this, go check that out a little bit. Who knows? You may turn on to that channel, and this show will be airing. You never know. You never know over there. So check all that out. Appreciate it. Uh, and appreciate you checking us out today as well. I always enjoy our visits, and I can't wait till we talk again tomorrow. So thank you. And tell your friends about us, especially if they're Big Ten alums or uh, fans of Big Ten. Tell them about our podcast out there. We are growing leaps and bounds every single day. Thanks to you everydayers out there. That'll do it. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.